a pink sweater and silver white bob float up a hundred steps of narrow, creaky stairs and into the tower of the oldest building on campus. At the top, the woman slides on a pair of leather slippers and walks to the center of the room. Welcome to the John Ellis Memorial, Carolina. She steps onto a raised platform and sits perfectly centered on an oak bench. She lays a tattered folder on a mechanism of wooden handles and metal cables leading to the ceiling. She takes a deep breath and plays. Wow, just mesmerizing. I immediately forget the pain in my back from hunching over in this cramped attic. Those old school Baroque sounds give me nothing but grins for 10 straight minutes. I feel like a surf in medieval Europe. The tower's bells ring throughout the University of Montana's campus. The melodies and arrangements all performed by 72-year-old Barbara Ballas. There we go. Oh, that's my phone. I have a terrible ringtone. <laughs> we'll just let that finish ringing and call it good. I'm Clayton Murphy, and this is your Kaiman cast for the week of October 30th. In each episode this season, we're spending time with one person at the University of Montana who does something unique, who brings something special to our campus. When I met Barbara Ballas, she was playing this special music collection to celebrate the Carillon's 70th anniversary. The instrument is this massive collection of 47 brass bells, and players ring them by hitting the keys with their fists. Most of the songs Ballas plays during our visit are ones she pulled from the original 1953 dedication concert played by Dr. Camille Lefebvre, a famed New York caroliner. I couldn't find some of it, but I'm starting with the Star Spangled Banner, which he played, and then a Cooperand jig. Then he called it a folk song, Jeannie with the Light Brown Hair, another classical piece, and then one that's about bells, just to wind it all up, Peter Gohim and Bells. Ballas has made the climb to play this instrument like no other for 13 years. As has long been the tradition at UM, she plays every weekday at noon for about 10 minutes. She plays too during commencement, homecoming, other big events, but it's never a typical performance though. No introduction of the artist, no applause, no bow at the end. For the longest time, I thought it was a machine or some sort of recording. But since the Carillon's installment in 1953, its players have been tucked away in the heights of the main hall tower. One last staircase here. It took me a while to get up these winding wooden stairs. They're narrow, barely wide enough to squeeze your shoulders through. Ballas flies up these steps like she's been doing this for years. Go figure, I guess. I only hit my head a few dozen times, much to Ballas's amusement. I feel like Quasimodo. Ballas opens up the belfry. It's the attic that actually houses the bells. When she starts, I'm worried I'll lose my hearing. It's so loud. So I'm in this 1800s bell tower with Ballas just playing her heart out, but I can't help but wonder, how long can she keep doing this? I mean, to just play the instrument, Ballas has to basically bash these big wooden dowels. Oh, I'm not bashing. I'm playing artistically. Artistic. It is artistic. 
After her performance, she notes quite subtly that she's had carpal tunnel syndrome in both hands, but she's quick to say she's not showing any signs of slowing down. I have toned upper arms thanks to playing the Caroline and always happy to do the steps because I don't go to the gym, I just go do this. From the very start, I fell in love with the sound of the bells and um, found the whole process of playing it really interesting. I get exercise, I get the satisfaction of playing for people. And so it's a good deal. I better get up here and uh, put my mind on what I'm doing though. <laughs> And who knows the future, you know, I don't know when things are going to change here. So every year that I get to play again, I think this is gravy, this is great. What could be more interesting in your retirement years than to have something like this to do? Ballas started playing the carillon after years of teaching piano. She has a pretty deep connection to this place. Her stepfather, O.J. Ballas, was the architect for the music building and a donor for one of the bells. The John Ellis Memorial Carillon is the only one of its kind in Montana. Its namesake, John Ellis, was Barbara's organ professor while she was at UM studying for her bachelor's in piano performance. She later earned a master's in music composition. Later on, she married a musician, and they have three daughters. My husband plays with me at Christmas time. He does Jingle Bells and Carol of the Bells, and it is so fun because he's always busy, you know, counting. He plays by ear, so it's, it's a big stretch for him, but he's been game, and it's a fun thing to do. Of her three daughters, one lives in Seattle and the other two in Missoula, one recently moving back from California. She spends time with them as often as she can. And while she's not planning on retiring, again, she knows the tradition will have to carry on when she's ready. Music for beginners too. Perfect. And I didn't bring my pedaling shoes today, so... I'll be finding something fairly simple, if that's all right. <laughs> Get on my little sawhorse here. Tyrell Wilder is this self-described bell nerd. He's young. He fits better up in the bell tower than I ever could. He's a graduate of UM's music program and spills years of bell knowledge on me in about 15 minutes. It's that big, like, you, when you're, like when you're performing, you kind of have to think about shape that we usually see bells in. You know, as it comes from your instrument, with all those different diameters and stuff. You're yeah, what kind of acoustics are you playing with, right? So I'm sitting in this little practice room, just giddy with historical nerdiness, kicking my feet at all these little crazy facts. But it was funny. He originally thought the bells came from a machine just like I did. It's playing like Baroque style music, kind of like you would expect from like a like a grandfather clock or anything like that. I'm like, oh, that's a cool little thing that they installed up there. Right. But then uh, it was actually as I went through my musical training, right, I started taking like piano master classes and listening to people perform more and more. I noticed like this nuance in, in how the bells were playing, that I was like, now that, that sounds live. So I started hearing all those little things. I'm like, that's gotta be somebody up there. So I asked uh, Nancy Cooper, who, uh, who's a professor here. She was my theory, my music theory professor at the time. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, do you know who, do you know if, if there's somebody playing up there? And if so, do you know who it is? And she's like, oh yeah, it's Barbara Ballas. 
Cooper, the organ professor at UM, actually mentored Ballas for seven years before she became the Caroliner in 2018. Ballas kept referring to herself as a townsperson, keeping that 18th century European vibe alive. Ballas says these so-called townspeople were typically not UM's Caroliners. It's historically a job for the organ professor. I don't know that it has ever not been the organ professor, but um, she had been playing 19 years already when I met her and said, can townspeople play? And so then she began mentoring me, and then eventually she was ready to be done with it, and, it, and I said, yes, I'd love to. When I say mentored, it was a mentorship uh, friendship with Dr. Cooper, and so um, I just always was on the back burner if there, she'd let me play a day or two or whatever was um, her pleasure, really. That spot is Wilder's now. He'll come in once in a while and play a few sets or cover for ballast when she's on vacation. He's even got his own pair of Carolyn slippers, which are essential to play the instrument. What's important about having your separate pair of shoes is that you're not uh, getting all the outside gunk on your <laughs> on your pedals. And it's also important to get a pair of shoes that is more fitting to your foot, right? So, um, so you have better spatial awareness between your foot and the pedals. So what I got was a pair of climbing shoes <laughs> and they're, they're a tighter fit and I don't, I'm not walking around with them all day. He imagines being ready to take over if Ballas needs him to. But being a 25-year-old who's not long out of college and needs to make a living, well, that's just a lot to ask. The thing is, it's, it's, a, it's a commitment, you know. It's Monday through Friday every day at noon. Um, it's hard to find a job that'll, like, work with you on that. Um, and so you can't, you can't really pay the bills with that sort of thing, right? And that's kind of the thing that I find a little more disappointing um, I mean, obviously you can't, you know, pay the bills on 10 hours of work a week, but it's, uh, yeah, it's having to live an adult life, um, with adult responsibilities kind of kicks out some of these things that you would want to do, you know, especially in food service, which is what I'm in right now. Noon is, uh, kind of an important time, <laughs> right? I realize that realistically at this point in my life, I probably couldn't commit to that full, full-time, uh, playing schedule. But that reality check doesn't get in the way of how much he loves to play. Just because I do love it and, you know, I love bells and like brassy instruments. I always think they're really cool and I've always had this like... I don't know, you know, um, it's uh, year by year, so this year seems to be going fine, next year I'll do it if I can, next year I'll do it. It's, uh, you know, as long as you're willing to climb the stairs, it's not too limiting, I don't think. I reflect on how thankful I am that I got to do it, and how much enjoyment I had from it, and how much contribution I was able to make, and I make my focus on the thankfulness, because we don't have control over the future. So what else? What I like doing is saying, I enjoyed that so much, I'm so thankful I got to do it. I suppose it's kind of philosophical, isn't it? In the Bell Tower, I'm Clayton Murphy.
In other news, what UM's up-and-coming vaccine research means for fentanyl use. In arts, UM's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow revives and reworks The Headless Horseman. And in sports, how a theater major is going to be Montana women's basketball's biggest asset in pursuit of victory. For more information about any of these topics and more, pick up a copy of the Montana Kaiman this Thursday. Or head to our website at www.montanakaiman.com.